This is episode 45, Identity. Hi, I'm Sabrina DeYoung. I'm a life coach, and I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is the Perspective Detective podcast. Here, I'm going to share true principles and mind management tools to help you live in a more empowered way with you as the creator of your life. Let's do this. So I am on the tail end of a cold, and so my voice sounds a little bit lower than usual, um, but that's that's okay. Um, I do want to make a quick announcement. I am doing a three-part in-person workshop for anybody that is local to me here in Utah. Um, I did change the name from feel better to feel more freedom and joy in yourself, in your marriage, and in your parenting. The first workshop is going to be on Wednesday, October 19th. So if you are local and you want to join, make sure to message me and I'll send you the registration link. You're not going to want to miss these. Like I'm really excited about them and I'm very confident they, they will be very helpful to you. Okay, so let's dive in. So over the years, since I entered the world of self-help and coaching, I've studied a lot of different models, different frameworks and tools that teach and help with mind management mostly, also with finding more joy, making more powerful decisions, shifting out of victim mentality, and just overall creating a more desirable life. And I am so grateful for all of those things. And I'll continue to teach many different tools. But the one thing, if I had to pick one thing that I have found to be the most powerful in making lasting upward change is identity finding and visualizing and believing in your true identity. Uh, My mentor, Brooke Snow, talks about how she lost 60 pounds through repeating the mantra, I love and accept you. Well, that's the simple story. The meaningful change came as she became acquainted with and loved and accepted her true self, which was followed by making loving and nourishing habits. Knowing who you are is fundamental in truly being happy, in weeding out confusion, in getting unstuck, really decreasing stress and creating helpful habits and showing up in the world the way that you truly want to. We want to be better parents. We want to be better partners. We want to be better selves. Now, you can find a million lists and blogs and books and podcasts telling you how to do that, but none of it will really stick or feel authentic if you are still unclear about who you are, about your identity. So when I was in high school, I was out driving with my friends, and while backing up on a residential street, I hit a parked car, and I panicked, and I drove off. I just left it. I thought surely like not a lot of damage could have been done. I was backing up slowly. Once we were in the clear, I pulled over, I checked my car and there was no damage on my vehicle. We went about our evening and a couple hours later, guilt just took over me. And I told my friends like, I've got to go back and see if there was any damage done and confess my mistake. I did drive back and to my embarrassment, um, there was damage not only done to the truck that I hit, but all the neighbors were out looking at it at that moment and trying to figure out what had happened. Um, I got out 
made my confession, called my dad, and was completely sure that I would have to turn in my car keys for the rest of my life living with my parents. Um, my dad instructed me on what to do, told me, you know, how to give them our insurance and everything, and said, we'll just talk about it when you get home. I didn't go home. <laughs> I did not go home after that. Um, my friends and I had plans to go to a movie. And um, after everything was settled, we just went to dinner and we played games and I totally avoided going home. And then we went to the theater. We watched our movie and then it was like, okay, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to face this. I went out to my car and my dad was standing at my car in the parking lot of the movie theater. My stomach turned. My heart accelerated to an extremely uncomfortable rate. My dad calmly walked over to me. He didn't say anything. Or at least he didn't say anything that I remember. He just gave me a hug. And he pointed to my car, which had a note on it that he left there for me. And he said, I'll see you later. And he walked away. In the letter that my dad wrote me, he told me that he was proud that I was his daughter. He wrote that I was a woman of integrity and courage, and he told me that I was smart and had a good heart. I definitely did not feel like any of those things. I felt like I kind of deserved to have my keys taken away and grounded for not coming home <laughs> after all of that had happened. Um, in that moment, my dad wasn't concerned about being the giver of consequences for actions. My dad instead decided to show me my identity and the way that he saw me. Your identity does not change when you make mistakes. Your identity does not change when you yell at your kids. It doesn't change when you lie to your spouse. It doesn't change when you eat too much. Your identity does not change when you feel angry or hurt. Of course, Satan, the father of all lies, wants you to think that, though. He wants you to think that you are not worthy. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the Garden of Eden and God came to look for them, it was Satan who told them to hide. It was Satan who told them to cover themselves up. I always end my podcasts with the phrase, be watchful and stay curious. It's impossible to do that if we're attempting to hide something, if we're trying to hide from ourselves, if we're trying to hide from ourselves and cannot see, cannot be watchful or cannot look curiously at what is happening, then we cannot improve. We cannot make the changes we want to achieve. We can't gain perspective. But when we know our identity, when we know who we are, which is always and never changes, then it is more palpable to look at our less glorious moments and get the leverage to make desired and necessary changes. So I believe this is why Brooke Snow uses and consistently teaches the mantra, I love and accept you. It is a constant reminder to the true self that she's still there, that you're still there, always, regardless of any mistakes, even if you hit a parked car and took off. Behavior is just data. 
It doesn't determine who you are. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I know there are many things that have happened in my life that felt wrong. Some were circumstances that were out of my control. Others were from my own actions. And I have been astounded at the many ways those seeming mistakes or rocky roads, even the straight cliffs that I feel that I have fallen off of, have been useful when I've chosen to learn from them and put my perspective into a broader focus and decided to look and see, to not hide. Let's look at Moses when he went up to the mountain and had his first interaction speaking with God. Well, guess what? According to the rules that we've been taught by Satan, <laughs> like Adam and Eve, Moses had reason to hide. He had killed a man and abandoned his supposed responsibilities in Egypt. And yet, Moses was changed so that he could speak to God face to face, and God spoke to him. And the first thing that God said to Moses were the words that expressed identity. God said, Moses, thou art my son. Always, no matter what, your identity is a beloved child of heavenly divine parents. You are a product of divinity. You too have a divine self. Henry B. Eyring shares a story about getting frustrated with his young son. He says he was around seven years old, and I also have a seven-year-old that I easily get frustrated with, so I can relate to this one. <laughs> but he says, I felt a flash of frustration, and I moved quickly to set my house in order. I grabbed my son by his little shoulders and lifted him up to where our eyes met. The spirit put words into my mind. It seemed a quiet voice, but it pierced to my heart. You are holding a great person. Now, I try to remember this story often. Like I said, I very much relate to getting frustrated with my 7-year-old, but also with my 12-year-old, my 10-year-old, and my 4-year-old. Each of them, though, is a great person. And so am I. And so are you. Remembering the true identity of my children encourages me to be more patient and a more connecting parent. Remembering my own true identity encourages me to continue with healthy, nourishing, and empowering habits. Everything is better when we connect with and acknowledge our true identity as a divine child of heavenly parents. So there are many tools that I use on myself and with my clients to tap into and remember their true identity. While I will continuously share them throughout my podcasts and on social media, the most effective way to learn is through personal practice and coaching helps you to see the blind spots. So if you would like, you can click the link in the show notes to schedule a call if you're ready to get some help to start showing up more often as your true self. And, of course, because I love giving you work that you can do on your own, like I said, the best way is through personal practice. This week, I want you to just try repeating the mantra, I love and accept you, every day. It could be just when you're going to bed at night, or even better, try replacing your usual negative self-talk with the words, I love and accept you. 
Give it a try for the entire week and notice how it makes a difference in how you feel. Okay. Thank you for listening today. As always, be watchful and stay curious. Hey, if you're feeling stuck or even just want to up-level your life a little more, I encourage you to try life coaching. As one of my clients says, life coaching is like therapy, but it's better. If you want to see why life coaching is different and you're looking for something to make your life better, then click the link in the show notes to schedule a call. The first one is free. I hope to see you soon.